0: With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag. Fire in on that one and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.
1: Grandparents.
0: Today, on the Zabecast, back in the home studio after a whirlwind fortnight in the Goodland, an in person report from the standing room only crowd at Fiserv. Andy Poland joins me. We talk about Carl Nassib, subway tuna, bike crashes, and more. Plus, one of the strangest emails I've ever got. Your bonus audio dose of Pure Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Oh, ho, ho,
1: ho, 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 ho. Here we go!
0: Monday, June 28, 2021. Thank you for downloading. Good to be back home. The Mobile Strike Studio was no worse for the wear. Made it back in one piece. Two-day trip, seven hours to somewhere north of Cincinnati. And then the final seven hours on Sunday morning. Probably, I'm getting to the point where if I get a good enough night's sleep, with my CPAP RX, CPAP machine, I think I might be able to go 14 hours in a day. I'm not that much of a road warrior, but I don't know. I was pretty banged up on son- Saturday morning after uh, our night out at Serve, celebrating the Bucks' huge win in Game 2. And then a little bit of cocktails afterwards with Drew Olson at the Camp Bar in downtown Milwaukee. wauke That said... I made some observations as I had nothing but time, sometimes listening to podcasts in the, in the van, sometimes scanning the local radio airway, airwaves, and then other times just literally sitting there being with my own thoughts. In fact, in the morning, on Sunday morning, I enjoyed the first two hours, just kind of quiet. Just kind of quiet, looking out at the the beautiful sunrise, the beautiful summer morning before it got too hot nothing on no no radio, no podcast, no nothing is that weird? Is that wrong of me? I did end up turning on to e s p n radio's weekend product, and of course they had on some generic hosts uh let's see uh Greg Scalso, who is a Wisconsin guy he works for the other station in town on e s p n radio and some gal named Amber Wilson. Amber Wilson, I don't know who she is, and she was able to fill up 45-second to a a minute-and-a-half runs of pretty much saying nothing, but saying nothing very cleanly and articulately in a way that was like, okay, well, where's the nutrition here? She was applauding the fact the NCAA lost their asses in court but didn't really say what she thought would or should come next. She actually said the NCAA needs to change their business model to keep up with the times. And I'm like, oh, do tell. And what would that? What model do you suggest? And I waited and I listened and I waited some – never came. Never got what her model should be. Because, you know, one thing – that I think those who are cheering on the destruction of the NCAA and the current amateur regime that exists is that it's going to be overwhelmingly bad for the majority of student-athletes. It'll be really good for a handful of dudes who can really cash in on their nil rights and otherwise, but it's going to wreak havoc with your non-revenue sports. You watch. You watch. This will be the, the eventual... Teardown of the old model in and then putting in this professional league this pseudo professional league is not going to be good for many many people including women's sports but eh, didn't get that I did notice this Amber Wilson was reading about the Aaron Rodgers opt-out opportunity which has come up in just the last couple of days as oh wait a minute he could actually opt out and save money and blah 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 Andy and I will talk more about this in a second and she said, and I quote, if Rodgers is heck bent on sticking it to the Packers, and if the Packers are heck bent at saying we're not, but I'm like, when did hell become a no-no? That surely cannot be an ESPN radio edict, can it? You can't say hell bent on ESPN Radio. Maybe it's just her. Maybe she's uh, you know was brought up in a very strict religious household and doesn't want to say hell bent. For those of you who are religious, is hell bent blasphemy? I know saying Jesus, and then that's taking the Lord's name in vain. That's that's blasphemous. you should not do that. I understand that much. Anyway, other observations. All navigation apps are frustratingly not quite perfect. <laughs> uh, cheddar, please. Thank you. There you go. Wife's cooking dinner. It's beautiful to be home. Um, so, yeah, everyone that I used, Waze, Apple Maps, Google Maps, all had something about them that was subpar, substandard, not quite what I wanted in terms of being able to toggle between the overview and to be able to orient the map just right, everyone's little ergonomics are different. And Google Google kept giving me options for, hey, here's an alternate route, and they'd show it in light blue, and then I would look at it and it says, I kid you not, one hour, five minutes longer with tolls. (laughs) Hey, Google. Do you not have it written into the algorithm? Nobody would take that deal. Oh, really? It's an hour longer and there's tolls? Let's run! take a right turn. Apple Maps has the easiest to use interface, the biggest buttons, and the most clear, intuitive symbols, which is good because they know everybody's fiddling with their fucking phone when they're driving down the road, so don't make it tiny little things that are hard to see and you know menus that don't make sense. But theirs is incomplete as well. I believe that the Apple traffic routing is the most suspect of the three. And to me, the Waze interface, it's just, ugh, ugh, It's too clunky. I don't care about, oh, there's a hazard on the road ahead, et cetera, et cetera. I also noticed traveling across the country that, wow, there's a lot of fireworks stands. And not stands, but fireworks emporiums. Fireworks being legal in 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 Indiana, legal in Ohio, legal in Pennsylvania and legal in West Virginia. <laughs> I'm like, "Wow, what percentage of our GDP is accounted for in actual firework sales because it seems like it is a ton." One last observation, I took a picture of this and tweeted it. At Sheets, they had a sign on their ordering kiosks: "We are out of fried Oreos. We apologize for the inconvenience." <laughs> inconvenience? Like, first of all, why apologize? Well, wait, let me back up. Fried Oreos? I mean, I know you can fi- fry anything. You can fry a wallet. Probably tastes all right. But fried Oreos, okay. Hashtag. This is why America's fat, and I'm including myself. Secondly, why do you have to apologize if you're out? You're out. And then thirdly, in- inconvenience. Of course, I got myself a chicken sandwich from Sheets, and I got to say, Sheets will always disappoint. You always go. I always go in thinking this time it'll be different. This time they'll actually prepare my sandwich correctly they won't just slap it together if they say if you order it toasted they're gonna actually toast it the cheese will not be haphazardly slown, thrown in there they won't just murder the chicken with a ton of barbecue uh, the bun will be put on square no sheets always disappoints and if I can I'm gonna remind myself never eat there again all right let's talk sports with our guy Andy Poland. Hello, hello, Andy. I'm back in D.C. Yeah,
3: we thought we lost
0: you. <laughs> no, I'm back. I'm glad that as I come back to the Commonwealth and the great mid-Atlantic, guess what's not here anymore?
2: The cicadas.
0: Exactly. Yeah. When, I, when I left, they were in full force, and I hit a patch in eastern ohio that just <laughs> obliterated my van i mean pop, 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 pop. It, was, it was disgusting <laughs> but uh yeah. i come back and i'm like oh great they're <laughs> gone but guess what's here the stifling summer humidity
1: oh here we welcome go. Okay. to summer. Uh, I,
0: i'm not complaining i'm just saying yeah. it is what it is yeah. welcome to summer everybody as we head towards fourth of july week And the sports calendar is extremely juicy, thanks to the NBA Finals, thanks to the NHL Stanley Cup Finals being a little bit later. And the Olympics are coming right on the heels of it. So it's going to be a good July.
3: You know, I I was just watching the track and field qualifying for the Olympics, and I, I put out a tweet on this, and I guess you have to be of a certain age to understand this, but when I watched track and field, the voice of Charlie Jones is in my head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the deep-voiced four-packs-a-day Charlie Jones. Charlie and here's, Jones. And here's uh, Carl Simpson, and he is going for the 400 by, 4 by 100 relay. And uh, he, did, he did those events, and they were big. So you're watching Olympic qualifying, huh?
3: Yeah, well, you know, and the baseball is over and the basketball doesn't start for another eight hours or so. I oh, my God.
0: You know, know, what What wouldn't you give for classic NBA Sunday afternoon starts like the olden oh. days in the 80s when you had uh, the affable uh, Pat O'Brien, who had one job to open yeah. the broadcast <laughs> and hand it off to Dick Stockton? But he was good at it, you know? He was good at it, but it was such the most insanely light work ever, and he probably got paid pretty well for it.
3: I would think so. But, yeah, I remember, like, for example, uh, some of the golf tournaments, they were on CBS, and they'd wrap up about 3.30, and we're going to send you to the NBA finals. And, you know, 3.35, they tip off. But not
0: anymore. Back before television demanded more for their money. And yeah, they're getting time it time. good and hard. 8.30 mm-hmm. tonight. Uh, this podcast will not include the results of tonight's Game 3 between the Hawks and the Milwaukee Bucks. I just came back from uh, – I was at Game 2. I was mm-hmm. in the building.
3: We. I uh, saw, I saw, your, I saw you, your tweets? You yeah. saw the
0: tweets, yeah. So I was in the building, and we got standing room-only tickets. And mm-hmm. by we, I mean my producer Josh had a wild hair. He's like – we got to get in. We got to get in. So he we just went and bought them for 100 bucks a pop. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, geez, this is going to be a nightmare. We're going to be 20 deep, barely be up, being able to see the, the court. And we actually got to sit in great seats in the lower bowl, right up against the back wall of the top of the lower bowl, because the people sitting in them didn't arrive until about eight minutes to go in the second quarter.
3: You know, I, I can buy your ale theory that you know beat the traffic get home i never understand people who arrive at a game like midway through the second quarter that makes no sense to me
0: it just is insane to think and of course you know who knows if they were given those tickets or if they paid money for them i know if i'm paying money for tickets i'm getting there early just in case now it was a perfect game to ale but we didn't you know why because John Kuhn, former Packer, had two really good tickets because he's Mr. Connected. And mm-hmm. so he left early with his mom and me and Drew Olson went down to sit in his seats. And he was Ooh. about four rows behind the wood, right behind, not the bench because they were on the other side, but he four rows up from the court, basically.
3: So oh. we, we probably have to asterisk the ale theory.
0: Well, there always, are always there's early. always exceptions you can always yeah. leave early but there was <laughs> there's two things that that negated the ale one yeah. was we wanted to go sit for a quarter in the best playoff seats I've ever sat in for an NBA game yeah even though by the time we got to those seats just after the fourth quarter had started they were pulling guys off the bench Andy mm-hmm. that I had never heard of for the of Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks I kept saying to myself who are these guys? Where are they getting them?
3: You know, the, the, the comp for that is seeing a room service tray outside of a room with the food <laughs> not all eaten and you are, you are eating the leftovers there. <laughs> you, you have taken these seats that, uh, that what's his first name?
0: Coon? John, John Kuhn, yes. John Fallback Coon. John Kuhn. Yes, uh, I was right. eating yeah. his, we were, we were happily eating his leftovers. But let me yeah. tell you a couple things. First of all, I have never sat that close to a big time NBA game. Huh. I thought about it. When the Wizards made the playoffs, that one yep. year with Gilbert Arenas, I think you and I were in the building for that mm-hmm. game 5 that they won right. against mm-hmm. the Bulls in the first round. It was still best of 5, right? Right. That's like the last game I was at. I you know the year that they got into the playoffs and did a little bit of something something with uh Paul Pierce and company. Mm-hmm. I don't think we went to a game. I didn't go to a game, did you?
3: Uh, I don't remember going to a game. I don't think I did. I may have gone. Uh, yeah, I may have gone that series because I had a friend who had tickets. So okay. I may have gone, gone to one of them. But, but here's the difference. And, and this is how everything has evolved, including the announcers now sitting up in the stands. This was pre-pandemic, too. Um, when I first started going to NBA games as press, I was in college at American University, the Carrier Current Station, which could only be heard in the dorms and the cafeteria. And uh, the, <laughs> the, the public relations director for the Bullets had formerly worked at American University, and he was good to us, and he would give us press credentials if he had open seats. And in those days, the press sat right on the floor. Wow. I mean, I sat. Yeah, I sat like half court. I'm, I'm a I'm a college kid with my little tape recorder nervously asking Wes Unsold questions in the locker room, and I'm sitting on the press floor right there, right there, right in the middle of the court. It was amazing.
0: Yeah, it was cool to watch, you know, uh, having watched so much of the playoffs on television, to mm-hmm. see it in person as jaded as I can be, as many games as I've been to, I still had that sense of awe and wonder like, wow, this is a game happening right in front of my face. It was all so three-dimensional. It was so bright. Everything. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of fantastic in a way.
3: Yeah. Well, I can, can imagine Spike Lee has had those seats, you know, for <laughs> 30 years.
0: If not know? better. Yeah. yeah. If not better. And, and the other thing you realize when you're that close to the court, these guys are all so big and so mm-hmm. strong and so athletic. It's like they're playing a game of full court nerf hoop as it's hooked <laughs> over your bedroom door. That's how yeah. small the hoop is to these guys. It's absurd.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there, there are guys who get the ball under the basket and can dunk it from a standing position. Basically, yeah. yeah. Just a quick yeah. little
0: hop and boom, dunk it. Exactly.
3: Yeah. I mean, I mean if, you're, if you've got good hops as, as a regular guy, you take off from half court and maybe you can touch the rim. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you're, you aren't particularly interested. Uh, I don't think you are in the teams that are left. How much of the playoffs uh-huh. are you watching?
3: Not that much because the games start so damn late. they do I, you know and it, you just you can invest in a half maybe but but you know then like the other night, uh, the end of the Clippers game, the last 90 seconds took three uh, 30 oh. minutes to play Oh yeah 33 well, 30 minutes and,
0: and, and then don't get me started on the replay issues yeah. in the DeAndre Ayton game, which was a mm-hmm. spectacular way to win the game. But it was marred by the fact that I think the final two minutes took 27 minutes of real time to play. Right,
3: right. And they had that extra time out to set up that inbounds play right. because of the stupid replay. Right. Yeah. Well,
0: well, Andy, I'm going to ask you one more time. I don't know. Are you something? got to have a, something. Are you, you, sti- have, are you, are you
3: still something. a fan? I don't want to get rid of it. I want to perfect the use of it.
0: Oh, Oh, perfect it. How, how quaint. <laughs> Andy, there is no perfecting it. Replay is akin to the poison apple that Adam and Eve bit into in sports. It has, yeah. it has banished paradise, and it will never be perfected. But that said, the, uh, the the final quarter of the Suns-Clippers game was also a rock fight in oh. which I think they scored a combined 27 points in the fourth quarter. Right.
3: that was that was it was a close game, but that was an ugly game, and I I, I can only say from watching the highlights because I didn't make it to the end
0: of that. Yeah. Now, with uh, with Kawhi having missed games one, two, and three with a knee injury, and with mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard about to become a free agent, what are the chances Kawhi Leonard makes a heroic Willis Reed like return in Game Four with his team down three one to say "fuck it, I'm in, I'll do whatever." No, there's no chance, right? Zero not whatsoever. Same
3: chance, not he, same chance of me getting a start in that game.
0: <laughs> he is. Kawhi Leonard, who basically sat on a whole season because he mm-hmm. wasn't quite right is, right, is like the poster child for Mr. Business Decision in this league. He doesn't but, fucking care.
3: But I, I will say this. Uh, look at Kevin Durant who, you know, could have possibly played last year, though they probably had an insurance policy on him and it didn't make sense. But he's come back from an injury that at the very least would compromise your career. Yeah. He may be the best player in the
0: league right now. I know, I know. He's he's very good and he came back from it strong. I'm just saying that Kawhi Leonard, who knows how bad the knee is. It might be bad enough that you literally can't play, but nobody knows because he's got such a history of slow walking injuries. There was a whole season in San Antonio where they're like, we don't know what's going on with them.
3: Right? Yeah. He, he, and he didn't like the way they they told them. Uh, Kawhi, do you think you can play? Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How dare you ask me? Yeah. Hey, uh, Kawhi, you've missed sixty-seven games now. Yeah. Um, playoffs are starting. Uh, can we possibly get you in there? Uh, yeah, by yeah. the way, the uh, the celebrities were out in force for the oft maligned Mille Wauke. Cheryl Crow. Who's like this out of nowhere Bucks fan because her kid loves Giannis and she loves Middleton. Was there courtside? Said she had a great time. Russell Wilson was there with the incomparable Ciara and yeah. Chance the Rapper. I mean, it was a uh, celebrity fish in a barrel on on Friday night.
3: What's the Russell Wilson connection? Does he have any? I
0: think because he played one year for Wisconsin
3: oh okay and yeah. and
0: and one of one of one of the guys in my crew said he was only here nine months, and I go, "But it was a really good nine months, and yeah, they're they like, the yeah." they're like, yeah, it really was yeah yeah, yeah, they <laughs> so, made yep. so here we go to Atlanta tonight, and uh too late for this podcast. uh it's gonna tip at eight thirty plus, and uh, I'll be long since in bed uh, as soon as the last bucket goes in, click TV off and I'm sleep. <laughs> Meanwhile, Andy, I've got to get your take. On the week that ESPN had three of the most gobsmackingly stupid errors, unforced, self-owned, shoot-yourself-in-the-foot-and-the-face errors, culminating with Jalen Rose saying Kevin Love is a token on the Olympic team? Yes. Holy <laughs> shit. Which is the most egregious? The chuckle fest with, with uh, Molly Kieran and the uh, first take crew to start the week about the four bad cities? Or was it Jay Williams missing five previous blackhead coaches of the Celtics?
3: And did you hear the reason he
0: said he missed them? He said he was hacked.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Bullshit. No, no, no yeah. It, that made it, it worse. I, no, that's, yeah. the, that's now that has moved off the top shelf the gaffe by Stephen A. Smith when he said the Chargers, who missed a game-winning field goal in the playoffs, should have kicked it on third down so that if they missed, they could try again on fourth down. Do you remember that? I thought
3: that, I thought that was the Jets, but yes, I do remember that, and I think it was on the Sports Reporters. Yes. Um, and Which no longer is around. But yes, that that really ruined his career, didn't it?
0: No, it doesn't. As I've said, being right doesn't pay. It doesn't matter. But here's what I want to know. What's your operative theory on what happened to Jay Williams?
3: Uh, I think he had an instantaneous take. He was thinking, his mind went to Celtics White, Celtics White, Celtics White, Larry Bird, Kevin McHale. And he knew that they had a coach who just left who is white, who's moved up to the front office. And so he's thinking this is a groundbreaking move for them. They were the first team in professional sports to hire an African American coach when Bill Russell became head coach in 1966.
0: I mean come on you, you 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 can't do that. How do you, right. And so I think he had to have known all that. It's possible he had a very reflexive super woke take like ooh this is what my boss is like. Let's jump on it. Yeah. But I my theory is a little bit different. He has somebody who does tweet things for him. I believe.
1: Mm,
0: I believe. I I don't believe. Know. I, I believe. Mm. I okay. believe I, he's big enough that he probably has somebody, you know, he's allowed to tweet on his account, and I think he gives it to somebody in PR because they always say you want to be active tweeting. Well, even guys like Jay Williams, they don't want to be tweeting all day and all weekend, off hours and stuff. Mm-hmm. How much
3: so, does he tweet? How, how many tweets
0: I don't, does he not I don't yeah. know. His yeah. TPM, his tweets per minute, I don't know. All I know is the most pl- – first of all, the the, the the notion that he didn't know, there was five other – blackhead coaches including doc rivers
1: yeah, is a non-starter.
0: A That's a non-starter. Yeah. He knew that. He knew that he knows that. Right? I would think. Okay. The chances that he just forgot that in the moment, I think are also a bit of a stretch. I think the most plausible answer is he has a very young super woke intern that handles his social. And that guy or gal Jumped on what they thought was this great take of clap, clap, black coach.
3: Eh, And instead of
0: admitting, instead of saying that was sent by one of my social media managers who's only 22, they'll do better next time. Instead of saying that, because that sort of undermines whatever tweets he might set out, like, well, is he saying it or is somebody else saying it? That he just ate it by saying very carefully, he said, I did not send that tweet. And then he said, "I have changed my passcode." Doesn't say that he was actually hacked. He just said he changed his passcode. People I think you're cha- letting
3: him off too, too easily. I, I think well, it, to I think me, it's goes- the
0: most plausible thing.
3: I think I think it goes to I can't imagine the last time that happened. Oh, it happened last year. Well, oh, that's sorry, that's
0: <laughs> that's my move, but it's yeah. not my move when it comes to black coaches <laughs> and stuff like that. It's it's things that seemingly are statistical oddities. Like, wow, that seems really strange. I bet that hasn't happened in forever, and then it happened last year.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so that that's why I say I, I think he did it, and you know, the, the people who who tweet I don't think need tweeters. I think I think maybe maybe there's somebody really old who you want to have, you know, takes for. Okay, yeah. I can see that. But yeah. Jay Williams is I don't even think he's 40. He's a, you know. I uh, know. I don't think he's so.
0: Got to know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He got to vaguely remember seeing right. <laughs> seeing Casey Jones on the no, sidelines during think, the Bird era.
3: I think well, he's too young for that, but I I just think in his mind. No, he's not he's thinking, too
0: young for that.
3: Uh, is he 40? If he's yeah, if he, he, he he finished Duke it was a year early in 2002, so he was 20 then, which means when the Celtics started winning, that's when he was born. Right?
0: Okay, uh, yeah. he is 39. Yeah. So, so 14, 81, he would have seen Casey Jones at 10 years old. No, he I wasn't think.
3: born in. He wasn't born in 70. Oh, in 91.
0: No, he was. Yeah, was Casey Jones still the head coach in 91?
3: Uh, I'm not sure, but but uh, but he they, had to have
0: gone to a banquet. With Casey Maybe. Jones at some point,
3: or I with suppose. Doc Rivers, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: It's a uh, I I am saddened at what ESPN has become.
3: Well, they are. It's it's amazing what's happening as they're clearing out all these people. I mean, who who's left besides Scott Van
0: Pelt? Van Pelt,
3: Berman on a part time basis. Um, Stephen A. Of course, Will Bond's still there. Tony, there's a few. But the the old standby guys are are they clearing well, them out? Ken, and, Kenny Mayne, you yeah. know.
0: And I don't yeah. I don't mind, and I know that they, you know, the tides turn, and eventually the roster has to be turned over. But you're supposed to replace them with new, really good, compelling, interesting broadcasters. Certainly, they're out there. They seem yeah. to re- be replacing these guys with just Drek.
3: Yeah, well, the, who's the, the best right. young?
0: Who's the best young Sports Center talent?
3: I have no idea. I don't really even watch Sports Center very much anymore. Fair. Yeah, so I guess not. Yeah, you
0: yeah. watch Van Pelt? Well, you don't watch Van Pelt Center. It's too late.
3: You well, can, sometimes on like Saturday morning they'll run the replay. Run early. Okay. Uh, you know, see that. But you know, you know there's it, a thing it,
0: called it, there's a thing called a DVR, Andy, a digital video recorder. You could re. You
3: can record oh, it. It's a highlight I mean, show. I don't feel like I need to record a highlights. show. Well, I, I, new highlights. Do you yeah,
0: new batch of highlights in the morning? <laughs> so. Andy, why? Why? You? Yeah, but but Van Pelt does stuff nobody else does.
3: Yeah, he does a great show. I, when I when I see it, I really like it. But I, I don't hey, step till it, midnight. It, it, I don't DVR. Okay, okay.
0: DVR it, and then when you're reading the newspaper, watch Van Pelt Center.
3: <laughs> yeah, I should. I should do that. Yeah, uh, uh, the, the, do you want me to come over TV... and set
0: it for you? I may be no, a little I, I, confusing I for you. Sure? I
3: actually know how to do it. The the whole. <laughs> TV product is watered down. It was, actually, there was a story in the actual newspaper today. I still get the actual paper, and there's a story in there today, uh, and I watched this show, Mayor of Easttown. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's it's seven episodes, and it's really, really good.
0: And what's and it on?
3: It's on HBO. Okay. And, and, Mayor of uh, Easttown,
0: and what's it about?
3: It's about a detective, a female detective.
0: Who plays and,
3: her? Uh, Kate Winslet, who was in ooh. Titanic.
0: Oh, yeah. I like her.
3: Uh, a rough, a rough uh, Kate wins Oh, uh, I like it? Yeah, cussing, chugging beers, the whole deal. Oh, okay, okay. All right. So, uh, and and uh, it was a very popular show. People were talking about it. They did a parody of it on Saturday Night Live, and four million people watched the final Game of Thrones, which was not that long ago, five years ago. Yeah, twenty million people watched the final. So, what's happening is is there's just so much product out there. Yeah. that you just, you know, it's not like it was when Sports Center, the, the 11 o'clock show was the only highlight show yeah, available.
0: I know, I know. But, you know, Van Pelt and his editors do highlights better than anyone else.
3: Yeah, it's well, it's him, too. It's his personality yes. that, that yes. works. Yeah, exactly.
1: Moms, at Vanguard, you're more than just a parent. You're the heart of the family. You're the first responder to any need. You can be the hero and the villain sometimes on the same day. Because you know that in the end, your legacy is the values you instill in them. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Because the future you're building is bigger than yourself. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.
0: For the ones going above and beyond. For the ones reaching out, helping out, and lending a hand. For the ones people count on. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag. Fire in on that one and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the NC State fiasco at the col- College World Series?
3: Yeah, that's too bad. I mean, it, it, they ha- if you had enough players to play, how come you know they let them play one game? How come they wouldn't play? Let them play the next one.
0: I know they almost beat Vanderbilt shorthanded.
3: Yeah, yeah I don't get it.
0: I, well, you know, at that some point, we got to stop testing. You know, well, the testing uh, is the problem. Like uh, because y-
3: y- yes, Mr. Trump, <laughs> I
0: understand that, Andy. You can test. You can test a uh, a Fuji apple, and it could come yeah. up positive for coronavirus. You know that, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. And they are false positives. I, I get all that. Yeah. Okay. But, well, they, like,
0: they're... I mean, were any of the players actually sick? I don't know. Right. And but... there, and there. Apparently, there was four players who had been vaccinated that also test positive. Right. The only well, yeah, well, that, the only that, reason that, they tested them was vaccinated. And I know. Positive. Yeah. I know. And and you got a stadium of twenty thousand people screaming and yelling, no masks. You're playing an outdoor sport. Yeah, maybe this is good. the last year. Maybe this is the last. Maybe this testing regime is going to go on in sports into 2022.
3: Well, it's it's creating an interesting scenario. I don't, I'm sure you talked about it on your Milwaukee show, but the uh, the whole Aaron Rodgers situation where he can uh, he can opt, opt out, out. out. Yeah. On, on Friday. I, I I thought that ship had sailed. And I thought, oh, he can still do that. Ooh.
0: <laughs> so if he opts out, he will not owe the twenty million dollars. He just won't right. collect his salary.
3: Right. But the salary is not as much as that. And it right. sticks it to the Packers by not playing. And they can't I guess they can trade him, but anybody that would have him, he would have to sit out the season, right? I,
0: yeah. I again, yeah. this would be a seismic Earthquake if he does this. This right. would be the biggest fuck you, and it would be hard to climb back from this. This mm-hmm. would mean he is super duper pissed. His legacy will burn to the ground if he does this.
3: Well, they said that about Favre, too, but that was true. Amazing.
0: Eventually, eventually he was welcomed back. I don't know, though, if Rodgers resonates with the upper Midwest beer and a shot crowd. And the yeah. camouflage hunting overalls crowd, like Favre mm-hmm. did. Favre being a Louisiana boy, you know. Rogers is California mystic; he's yeah. Hollywood, and so that's oh, rubbing a lot of people the wrong way up there.
3: Yeah, yeah, but and he's but he has delivered a title and yeah, far so.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of the NFL and groundbreaking, first ever openly gay active player in the NFL, Raiders defensive end Carl Nassib. Yeah. Now, you made sure to tweet about Jerry Smith, former Redskins <laughs> tight end, and a number of my followers are like, whoa, I didn't know about that. Tell people the story of Jerry Smith.
3: Well, they're, they're actually on the 1969 Redskins with Vince Lombardi. There were three who were gay. Dave Coupe, who was the first to come out and openly say, as uh, after he retired, he right. went to and did a exclusive with the Washington Star. He said that he was gay when he played, and he said there were many other gay players in the NFL. Now, he was friends with Jerry Smith. I think at one point they had a relationship, Uh, but he couldn't name him, and if he did, that would have been the end of Smith's career when he came out in 1975. There was also a third player on the team named Ray McDonald, who had been a first-round draft pick out of Idaho. Big guy, about 6'4", 250 pounds, big bruising running back, and he had been cut by Vince Lombardi because he showed up Uh, Late for a meeting and everybody said, oh, well, you know, everybody on the inside who thought they knew something because Ray McDonald had been arrested the year before for having sex with a man in a park. Uh, And and so there was that. But it turned out Lombardi had a uh, had a gay brother and uh he he had told the team that nobody is going to be because the players knew the three players they knew that there was that uh, that they were gay yeah. uh he said and nobody is going to be treated poorly around here or he's gone so there was just a case of a guy showing up late for a meeting where they knew they were going to cut anyway yeah and i uh, cut him on the spot so uh yeah and jerry smith uh played and played was a great player uh, borderline hall of famer uh retired after 77 and became the first known uh athlete to die of AIDS. He yeah. uh, died when he was 43 years old. Yeah.
0: yeah. Sad story but uh ground groundbreaking uh you know moment for the NFL and for Carl Nassib and good for him. I want this Andy. I want the first ever openly gay and absolute flamingly gay quarterback <laughs> in the NFL. I want a quarterback who's gay and is like um, who's the, uh, the 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 figure skating analyst who is over the top with his
3: costume? Oh and stuff. yeah, and he, do, he does the fashion thing with <laughs> yes. what's her name? Yeah, yeah. yes.
0: Yeah. I want I want I want I want the vote first. Openly gay, flamingly yeah. gay quarterback who's also awesome. So he yeah. is just unapologetically snapping in a circle, gay and killing the league would be awesome <laughs> to see.
3: That probably will happen at, at some point. I guess, and, right?
0: It was long enough yeah. timeline
3: of the way things yeah. are going. And, and I'll tell you. And, and again, this is this is maybe going to date me, but with the NASA story, which came out fairly late in the day, like was it Monday or Tuesday? It was. It was not like in the morning, but it came right. out like in the evening. The Washington Post put it on page D six of the sports section. Wow. I mean, you know that that's that, it. Something huh? like that years ago would have been a one. <laughs> yeah. You know so. I thought that was that was, uh, and I think you know we're, we're moving in the direction of oh okay that's fine. Johnny Next. Weir
0: Johnny Weir is the guy uh, yeah. for NBC who's the commentator. So uh, we move along. Uh, there's two other things I'd have to ask you about. Did you see the bike crash that happened? Yeah. In was it that yeah. tour the Tour de France?
3: Yeah. Some some idiot person wanted to get a, a sign on television. Uh huh. And clipped one of the riders, and uh, the whole pack went down. Apparently no serious injuries. But, but,
0: but the visual of it is <laughs> it's just a pile of bicycles. <laughs> well, you yeah, know, it doesn't take much. You know? Ale Ope is the is the is the sign that this dope person. Was this a woman that got out
1: there? I'm looking I at think it picture. was, yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: just as Bobby Bowden once said, just like a woman. <laughs> mm. Wow. So you were being a bike crash survivor. Yes. Do, do these images trigger you?
3: Well, I, first of all, I wouldn't be riding in a pack like that that closely. Uh, but you, you, these happen from time to time. A guy will go down and it'll trigger, you know, this domino effect. But it's not usually caused by some idiot who wants to get her <laughs> sign on television. Right.
0: But are you, being a bike crash survivor, triggered? Are you, like, spooked when you see these no, things? Do you no. have any sort of flashbacks or nightmares? No. no Cold no, sweat? No. Nothing? No, no. no. You I got still back ride? On
3: the bike. I got back on the bike two weeks after the accident. The okay. bike was fixed, right. and I, I rode again, and I really haven't felt any fear. No.
0: My uh, my dear friend and uh, buddy, Charlie Maddox in Indianapolis, who mm-hmm. rode bikes for quite a while before finally turning to golf, said, yeah, I've put it down many a times. He said, it's not a matter of when. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. That's yeah. what he said about riding a bike.
3: Always wear a helmet. And, Always uh, around, indeed. you know, and, and yeah, there, there are things that happen. I try to stay away from areas where I could get hit by a car, but I mean, something could happen. Who knows?
0: When you, when you, you fell, something happened in a split second, you, you hit some loose gravel yeah. next thing now, you hey, know, uh, you're in a ditch.
3: It, it was, it was a, it was going over a, what looked like a paved over newly paved road. and Apparently there was a soft part and the front wheel hit something. And oh. I went over the handlebars and oh.
0: face first. And, and, and what's the almost, last thing you remember?
3: Uh, I don't remember that at all. Uh, I remember earlier in the ride that the guy I was riding with pointed out there was a dead animal, and I don't know how f- he said, but he he told me, "Oh, that was that was like ten minutes before we crashed."
0: <laughs> Holy shit! So, so your hard drive wiped out ten full minutes prior to your crash.
3: Oh, easy. Yeah, I have no recollection. I have no. There's a guy. There was a guy who picked this up, uh, and he had a. It was a, a godsend. He was a guy who had. was a bicyclist himself. He had a bike rack for three bikes. He had his bike on it, so he put our bikes on it and drove us to the hospital. Wow. I have no idea what this guy looks like, if I've ever seen him before. Uh, I got his email from my friend, and I thanked him, and that's that's the last of it.
0: Yeah. Well, you need to buy him dinner or a beer.
3: Yeah, well, I told him, anything you need, let me know. But he, but he hadn't uh, taken
0: you up on it, huh? Yeah. Just a mm-hmm. good Samaritan. A random mm-hmm. good Samaritan, like the one who saved Mike Wise going after this dog in the frozen Canale yeah yeah that was an interesting story wasn't it sure sure (laughs) wasn't interesting where is mike wise these days he's uh he's
3: doing a podcast like everybody else (laughs) Uh, who isn't uh, and i don't think i don't know of anything else he had something with channel nine for a while but that that ended and uh He's not with the Post anymore. He's not with the Undefeated, so he's in a, uh, wow. He's in a, you know, well, I he
0: guess
3: he's a, doing okay. He
0: was a very major sports writer that was on ESPN and everything else.
3: No, I don't think he was on ESPN. He was on. Well, hey, uh, Well, he
0: ESPN. did Sports Reporters.
3: Oh, okay, yeah, that. But his, he his main jobs were I New idea. York Times, Washington Post, and then he went to uh, Undefeated.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. He's far, mm-hmm. fairly young, too.
3: Yeah, I don't. I, I you know, I really haven't had a long conversation with him about I it. I've had him on my show a couple of times, but uh, okay. no, I don't. I don't know what happened.
0: All right, last story. Apparently, they looked at the tuna in a tuna sub at Subway, couldn't <laughs> find any tuna. They don't even know what the meat is. Your yeah. thoughts?
3: Uh, I, I don't eat them anymore. Uh, but at one time, I was eating a tuna sub like once a week there. Really? And, uh, yeah, and it didn't It didn't really occur to me that this wasn't tuna. So what, whatever it is, it, it tasted like tuna.
0: Do you still like to go to Subway from time to time, or are you over with? No,
3: whatever. no, I try to stay away from bread, and so oh. I avoid having sandwiches for lunch. Oh, look, yeah.
0: look at you. Hey, you know, it's working. It is working. No? You look great. By the way, you know who absolutely has a hard-on for Subway? Our friend Steve Buckhantz. Because he thinks the two tiny triangles of cheese they give you and then make you pay an extra 80 cents for two more triangles is an absolute outrage. He wouldn't stop talking about that when we were in studio.
3: That is so Buck the, 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 the one, the one who, who changes hotel rooms because it's too close to the ice machine. That is, that is him.
0: I tried to say to Buck go. they got to keep their cost down, man. That's all the cheese they can give you. If you want more, you have to pay for it. It's only 50 cents. Come on. They should give you more anyway. Well, guess what, Buck? They're not even giving you tuna. They're giving you raccoon or something. So enjoy. All right, Andy, I will talk to you next week. Good to catch up, buddy. Thanks.
1: All right, Sam. Take care.
0: Let's end on some emails. You can always reach me, Zabe, at yahoo.com. TikTok says, Zabe, solid Ron Thomas podcast Friday. Dude seems like the most genuine human being out there. It would be fun to have a couple of iced teas talking life with him. Yes, it is, and he is. He's a beautiful person. Steed, I hope this doesn't fall into the TLDR category. I'm sure you will get a lot of negative feedback on the Ron Turner podcast, but I loved it. I think he meant Ron Thomas. I always laugh when people write you to criticize him. I love golf. I've always loved the NBA and have loved IndyCar and NASCAR since I was a kid. Well, you're right in Ron's wheelhouse. I think he comes off as very genuine, nice guy who is quite knowledgeable. I even cringed over the first 15 minutes when he was dropping old golf pro names and thought, Oh no, must resist being negative. But in the end, I love the podcast. Thank you. Bill Infield, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. This one from David Radulovich. Zabe, Big Dave from Golfdom. I know you're on the road in Wisconsin. There's there any way you can make it north? You should try to play Northwoods Golf Club, Timber Ridge in Minocqua, and Trout Lake. All our muni's, but are fantastic. Worth the effort. Be well, David. Uh, David, I missed all of those, but thank you. I played eight rounds while I was there for two weeks, half and half scrambles and then individual rounds. It's that's, that's a lot of golf. This one from Keith Woods, Zabe, loved everything you do, but you're killing me when you keep saying the Caps were down 3-1 at Tampa. We weren't. We won game one and two in Tampa, but then lost three, four, and five in a row. We did shut them out in game six and seven, but game six was at home and seven on the road. Keep up the great podcast, listen every day. Thank you, Keith. I, I botched that entirely. I got to be better. I got to take a second and go, okay, hold on a second. What did they do? Uh, this one from Elliot Lonker. Steed, you clearly lubed up those ladies prior to the podcast, right? Didn't think I'd like it, but they were actually pretty amusing. And those accents, dot, dot, dot. Oh, I didn't lube them up. They brought the cocktails. Uh, this one from Dan Miller. He writes, wow, you have had a busy schedule these past two weeks, and I say thank you, thank you, thank you for keeping the podcast going. They're all so good and different. I love Ron Thomas and outlook on a life and his and his love of golf. Great guest, most of, the, most of all of them being either good or great. I agree on ESPN as well. I will not watch it for anything other than a live sports event. Keep up the great work. In my opinion, the freeloaders should be embarrassed to get such a great golf, such a great content. Slow down, Zabe. They should be embarrassed to get such great content without paying anything. That's one opinion. Here's the other opinion. Rick Effinger in Phoenix. Steve, Steve, Steve. I cannot remember the last time I've been so infuriated and or disappointed with you than the past two weeks were the podcast during your cheese trail trip. I lived in Wisconsin for 20 years, so I get it, man. But how can you go almost a week without a single podcast that involves a great game seven with your new team and an incredible game finish here in Phoenix? Instead, I hear about mat rags, vaginas, golf courses, etc., etc. I think I'm going to throw up. This is so unlike you to have podcasts of such empty calorie content in the midst of some pretty decent NBA, NHL, MLB storylines going on and with teams of your own interest to boot. But hey... I'm just a non-paying subscriber so I guess I would I don't count. Take it for what it's worth. You know, I'll still listen, but this is this past 2 weeks was dreck. You are better than what you put out there and dare I say you would have been better off just taking the 2 weeks off than listening to that garbage. Keeping it real, Rick and Phoenix. You know what, Rick? I understand what you're saying but I'm going to bring you behind the curtain here for just a second. I barely had time to breathe these last two weeks. I mean, literally, I went from one place to another. My normal production schedule for this podcast, each podcast probably takes about two hours uninterrupted, half an hour to get organized, another half an hour to 45 minutes to execute, and then another 30 minutes to edit and post. I didn't have two hours. I was begging, borrowing, and stealing every bit of the way. Now, I wouldn't mind two weeks off, but I felt like I had to deliver. I had to produce. I took one day off. Uh, the first week, I took Friday off, and I felt bad about that. So, yeah, and that that's on top of going to games, drinking a lot. I just, these were late nights, and I'm in a hotel, and I've got to drive to the studio. I just, It was just too hard to put them out in the way that you uh, would want. So, there you go. Then there's this. Most adorable podcast ever. Chris Judd in Pennsylvania says the ladies were terrific. The laughter, the camaraderie, the energy, the stories, the accents. What a treat. Great job. That's the good. And now for maybe the weirdest strangest, I'm still scratching my head figuring it out email I've ever had. This one from Patrick Brafford. Subject, long time fan saying goodbye. Hey Zade, I just wanted to write you and say why I'm no longer listening to your podcasts. It's very cringeworthy the way you speak over your guests. You seem to assert dominance over all of your guests in a way that you didn't used to do. Especially when you have ladies in the mobile strike studio. I don't know why you started doing this. It literally makes me cringe and it's not enjoyable. I have cherished you for many years, cherished. And it's a big deal to me personally to cut this out of my life. For probably eight-plus years, I listened to everything you had to say. I truly appreciate all the enjoyment you have brought me over the years, and I wish you continued success. I am not going to put out a public comment. I wanted to tell you directly. You are the best and seem to have changed, man. I wish you the best. Signed, Patrick. Well, I know that I have a tendency at times to check guests off the puck when they're making a move. And I have told myself two mantras to try to pin back, push back against this. Slow down and shut up. That said, my style of doing interviews is conversational. And a conversation, if you're sitting at the bar, you don't just sit there and wait for somebody to politely finish their point after a minute and a half. You actually jump in. And I want to jump in when I hear something. Somebody might have an answer that's a, a that would go a minute and a half. And I might jump in because I wanted to hear more about something that was brought up 35 seconds into the actual point they're making. And I don't want it to wash down the river. It's hard to say, well, just wait till they're done and then go back to it. Well, they might bring up two, three, four more points. I try to interject, not interrupt. And I don't try to talk over them, but I am having what I try to have as a conversation. Now, I don't think I bullied the ladies. I, I'd have to go listen again to see. I don't know. They, Those gals, they wear big Big gal pants. They, they, they don't get bullied easily. They didn't, they seem to have had a absolute blast. They left the van high fiving and laughing. So I don't know. But what is weird about this is that he says such nice things about how much of a fan he was. And now he has to leave. And it hurts him to leave, but he has to. I'm not sure I get it. I think it might be a. I'm being disrespectful to women thing and that Patrick is very woke and he thinks that I'm this way more with women. I don't respect women and I'm bullying them more in the van. I Carol, when Carol is on next and maybe we'll have her this week, hopefully get back in the swing of things with Carol, I'll ask her, am I bullying you? Am I talking over you? Again, I tell myself all the time, slow down, shut up. But I do try to be conversational. So, anyway, I'm glad he didn't put out a public comment. I That, that would have been embarrassing. A, a press conference from Patrick Bradford saying he is out. Maybe he'll be back. Patrick, you're welcome back anytime. And that is a wrap for today. Thank you so much for downloading, rate, and review. Tell a few other people about the podcast. I do appreciate it. It's wonderful to be home. Had a great two weeks. Going back at the end of July for the... Bloody Horns Open, and Caddy Day, and then the start of training camp for the Packers where Aaron Rodgers, and whether he shows up, will remain a beautiful mystery. Thanks for listening, have a great Monday, and we will see you next time! With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag. Fire in on that one and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.
2: Moms at Vanguard.